Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today as we take our walk through the strange Paradiso. Um, I want to address something. I have spoken about this a little bit before, and um, I really don't know what category or how to categorize this particular thing, but um, I had someone approach me recently and ask me about something that they notice in their lives. And what this was, um, this person said that looking back, she noticed that during the fall, the closer, she said, usually this would happen the week of Halloween. So if Halloween was going to be on a Friday, she would start getting these uh, feelings like on Monday. And what would happen is, she said, she would just find herself getting scared for no apparent reason. This wasn't something that just uh, started happening one day. She said that she was getting those feelings ever since she was like in elementary school. Even on Halloween, she said we'd go home from school, we would have dinner, we would get ready to go out trick-or-treating. And so she just figured maybe this is just um, excitement. She said, maybe I'm just excited about Halloween. But then again, she said it felt more like fear. It was like I was trying to talk myself into um, excitement, but she said I was scared of something. But it continues to this day. And she said, after all of these years, I realized that there's nothing, there's no reason for me to feel this way but she just can't stop it. So, I mean, it's, it's up to you and what you think about this, but um, I have actually known other people, and this happened to me even a couple of times where for no reason, you just kind of like got this feeling of being scared and it would come on kind of like a wave and then it would slowly go away. Now, I don't know if it's like that, for the majority of people, or in this situation, this person said that it would last, like she would get this feeling until she went to bed. And even sometimes when she was in bed, she would be scared, even though there was nothing to be scared of. So it seems to me that because we are all different, there are some who are more sensitive than others. There are some who are just more perceptive than others, and depending on that, and especially sensitivity, being that this time of year, as we get closer into October, and then October is the month of Halloween, there are so many things going on in preparation, okay, so many rituals taking place during uh, October that people can actually feel these things. So we can't see this activity, even though it's right beside us. It's right in front of us. But we just don't have a visual. But it is there. So once again, depending on the sensitivity of the individual, they feel these things. So 
that's my opinion on why this happens. And especially like in this person's uh, situation, every like mid-October and especially the week of Halloween. So um, I believe that this person is just uh, very sensitive they can feel these things swirling around them, even though you can't see them. I um, used to think that it was my imagination, but I remember also being a young kid and uh, we'd be at school. You know, we had the thing where we would wear our costumes to school and then we would have this little parade at school and people would... uh, even like have their moms bring their animals and you have like this little Halloween parade out on the playground and stuff like that. And to me, during the day of October 31st, it seemed like the the ceiling, I'm going to call the sky, okay, the ceiling, it seemed like the ceiling was a little closer. It seemed that the way things sounded, the acoustics were a little softer. It just um, would seem that way to me, and I could feel something. Now, I'm not going to say it was heavy, but it was like um, instead of just clear, if the breeze blew or something like that, it would feel like there was a substance to it. So, I mean, I don't know what it was. I didn't know what it was, but I just could feel it every October 31st. And this would start at the daytime. I wasn't scared, though. It was just a different feel. So I just figured, you know, being like a fourth grader or whatever it was at the time of third grade, I just figured that it was because we were getting ready to go get a bunch of candy. So I was kind of excited. But I just noticed it all the time, all the years that I was growing up. So I can relate to this person's story. Um, But uh, the part about being scared for no reason, I have experienced that a couple of times, but I can't uh, say if it happened in the fall or anything like that. I think it just happened randomly a couple of times. But I know that feeling that uh, she's talking about, as well as uh, I'm pretty sure that many of you know that feeling also. You have also experienced whatever this is. To me, it's because we can feel that there's something around. And because we can't see it, it is a little intimidating. It's like, how can you... um, push something away? How can you hit something? How can you strike at something when you can't see it? So what you're feeling is that presence. Also, because of, um, I, I'm not thinking that these things are good, okay? So that's where that fear comes in because a lot of times these things will start happening when we're very young. We don't understand them. And, um, That is all I've got for that particular subject. All right, so moving on. Now, we're going to start 
getting into more and more of these strange type of um, encounters and things happening. And so um, this took place like Saturday, I believe, okay? This past Saturday, which was the autumnal equinox. It was the first day of fall, all right? And um, this person doesn't um, dwell on any type of experiences, never really had too many experiences. He's had a couple, and he's had a couple of stories to share, but nothing big. He didn't grow up with a whole bunch of things happening to him and, and all this and that. So he said that, and he lives alone. And not only does he live alone, but um, he says that his, he has a condo. It's a one-bedroom condo, and it's very small. He said that his whole condo was probably like 720 square feet, which is very small, okay? So he comes in his front door. He's coming home from the gym. It's probably about 4.30 in the afternoon. He comes in. He um, opens his front door. There's a short little hallway. He can see his living room from his front door. He has a love seat that the back of it is facing him as he's walking forward. He sees what looks like the top of someone's head. So maybe someone who was either slouching down on the couch or maybe a child. And he said, I saw the top of someone's head sitting on that love seat as I approached. And he even could feel that presence. He said uh, there was a feeling of a presence there, like if there was really a child or someone who was there, like his brother or something, just kind of slouching on the couch and going to jump up and try to startle him or whatever, even though his family all lives up north. If anybody's going to come down, he'll know about it. They'll contact him. So anyways, he's walking towards the love seat. He sees the top of that head and he feels that feeling once again. So he comes around the side to see just who in the heck has come in there. And there's nobody there. And so he's a little like, you know, not completely freaked out, but he's a little like, okay, what in the heck is happening here? He's lived in that place for quite a while. Nothing has ever happened. Now this so, okay, he's not going to look into things. He's just going to, like, ignore it and carry on with what he was getting ready to do. And he said he heard running. He heard footsteps, like, running from his living room to, like, the uh, little hallway going towards the front door. But there's nobody there. Ooh, I got goosebumps. And then... Because he was like, out loud. He acknowledged it. He said, all right, enough now. So he opened his front door and he said, get out. He said, I opened the front door. I said, get out. And then he slammed the front door shut. And what he heard on the other side of the door, after he slammed it shut, was giggling. Ugh. Okay, I got goosebumps now. He said, 
okay, by this time, it's probably about 4.45, 5 o'clock. The sun is still out. It's, it's daylight. He said, I heard giggling. Then he went to go look out his front window. He's like, I, know, I knew there was nothing there that I could see. But he heard that giggling, and uh, he looked out his front window anyways, and of course, there was nothing there. To his knowledge, there is no one new next door to him who, or uh, around the area, like so many doors away from him. He said, as far as I know, there are no new residents there, new recently moved in residents. So he's trying to figure out where did this come from? He's like, I know it was something, but where did it come from? How did it get in? I know better. He's like, I, I know better. Where is right? And the other thing, you may be saying, well, he probably invited someone in and someone came in who maybe um, is involved with certain practices and so on. No. No, because this person that I am describing to you does not take people to his place. He refuses. He says no. The only people who go into his place are his children who are grown and married and who have been married for quite a few years now and, and their children. No one else. That's what we've always used to make fun of him before because he would have a date and he wouldn't take his date to his place. He's like, nope, not bringing anyone here. Which, I mean, uh, is different. I don't know anyone else who's like that. But um, in a way, I guess it's a good practice. But it is different. But see, we can rule certain things out because of this. If his neighbors stop by or whatever, no, they talk out on the porch. He's like, I'm not rude to them. I just, for some reason, okay, he, that's his way. And I mean, who's going to argue with him? It's his place. So that's what makes this all the more mysterious. Because something had to have been invited in. And not only that, okay, and we know that these things can remain dormant for a long time and this and that. He's lived there probably, he's probably lived there for about 12 years, if not longer. And nothing. No activity, nothing. This is um, very mysterious and uh, there had to have been an opening. There had to have been an invitation somewhere at some point. But it certainly hasn't been since he's been there. He could have even been living there longer. It could be like 15 years. I'm not sure, but he's been there for a while. So it, it is mysterious. We just, uh, we don't know. 
I heard a few months ago that he was going to have something done. I don't know if he was going to put new floors in or he was going to upgrade something. Now, I'm not sure if that happened. I'm going to have to find out all of the particulars to try to figure this out. Because it's just not going to fly in from an open window when there you go. But this is, um, yeah, it's pretty unsettling when I think about that. It's, and if I would walk in and see someone, and he said he saw it plain as day, top somebody's head, and they had dark hair. If I would walk in and see something like that, I would have just automatically believed that there's an intruder and um, getting ready to have a really bad day. But besides all of that, it, uh, you know, you can, you think about when you hear things, when you smell things, but when you actually see something, it just, to me, takes it to a different level. When there is something before your eyes, it's like an announcement that you, you really can't get over and you can't deny because now you're seeing it. So we'll uh, try to figure this out and see what may have happened, what may have um, opened or created an opening for something like this. Okay. All right, so this next one, this um, is also recent, but this happened maybe a, a little bit longer ago, okay? So let me see. I actually had to write this down, okay? So this, uh, this person is a, is a male. He... Um, was coming, let me see, he was, it was in the evening, and he heard a noise out in his backyard. He lives alone. He lives alone in not a rural, it's like semi-rural, okay? So he has some animals out there, so it's not anything like if he hears noises out in his yard, he's going to automatically think the worst, like there's an intruder or there's somebody trespassing or whatever, because he has some animals. He even used to have a donkey out there and stuff like that. So he heard a noise out in his backyard, which is, you know, it's, he's on a few acres. So he looks out and he said, I saw a figure out there so far away from, from the house, and it was just standing there. He said it kind of looked like when you see those um, old movies of scarecrows, the way that it was standing. So he know he, and he's like, you know, I don't have a scarecrow out there. So he figured it was um, somebody out there. Maybe somebody even like messing with him, okay? So 
He said that, I'm trying to read my own writing, guys, and I'm trying not to kill this story, okay? So just give me a, a moment here. Okay, so he sees this thing. It's in that position, that scarecrow position. So, okay, he's just like, okay, man, I, I don't know what the heck, but I'm just going to go ahead and close these um, drapes. And if anyone, if, if I hear anything else or if I hear my animals seem to be scared or whatever, then he's going to call the police. So he closes these drapes and what have you, and he's carrying on with his business, and then he hears more noise. It's not his animals, but he hears like what sounds like, he said, dried up footsteps, or like if somebody is walking on dried leaves, he hears like these crackling sounds. So he's like, I knew, I knew what it was right away. And he is um, a person who he has um, told me about skinwalkers before. He has told me about um, some of the other things that go on in the types of area, like where he lives, okay? So he said, I knew right away. And so he was getting ready to do something. Now, I'm not exactly sure what it was. He was going to, I don't know, burn some sweet grass. He was going to do something. And he said... He looked out, and that thing was gone. The scarecrow thing wasn't out there anymore. But he heard like someone was walking around on the roof of his house. Ugh. Okay, I got goosebumps again. On the roof of his house, he has like a little bit of an attic up there. And he has these little, um, they look like little windows on his roof. They're kind of like decorations, but you can actually, if someone wants to, they can take those vents off there and walk, go in through these little areas and end up in his attic. So... That's what he was thinking. He was like, if somebody's up there on my roof and they want to walk around because these little protrusions from the roof are like towards the front of his house. He said, um, because he was putting Christmas lights up one year and he went up in the attic and he opened those things. He actually unscrewed them and took them out and then he was able to throw some of the strings of lights on his roof through those little openings. And he was saying about how round they are. And so if you're not really big, you can get in and out from there. So he said he started thinking about those, what could be entryways. And he said, and then after that, I tried to tell myself, stop thinking like that. Now you're like, almost like a word curse, you know, it was like a thought curse, all right? Then, he said, what do you know? I heard it in the attic, and it sounded like squeaking. He said, I don't have anything up there to squeak. But he said, it sounded like if somebody was up there riding an old tricycle or something like that, that had a squeaky wheel, or pushing something that had a squeaky wheel. Squeak! Squeak! 
okay? And he said, along with that, he would hear like some footsteps. So he finally called the police. The police came over real quick. They went up there. They went in around the house. They looked all over the place. Well, those things, those little vent thingies, were not off of those little fake windows up there. There was no one up there in the small attic. There was nothing up there that would make any type of squeaking sound because it's pretty empty. He doesn't have stuff up there. It's not that kind of attic. So there was nothing to be seen. No no sign of anyone entering, anyone being up there or anything. So, all right, the police were there for a while. Then, once they left, he said, he looked outside again, and that thing was back out there. And by this time, it was pretty dark outside. And he said, would you know that that effing thing grinned at me? He said, it not only grinned at me, because there wasn't like a face. He said, I could not see a face. And I saw the grin appear. And it was so big. It was unnatural. He said it was like the kind of big, wide grin like that's on a jack-o'-lantern. But it glowed. It was glowing. He said like this white color. And then he said, I just closed the, the drapes again. And he wasn't going to look outside anymore. And he couldn't call the police again because he had already done that. They already didn't find anything. And he didn't want to be known as the crazy old guy who lives up there and so-and-so. So um, his animals never made sounds like they were in distress. Nothing like that. The next day, he went out there. He said it was probably about... 11 o'clock in the, in the morning still. And he went out there and raking and this and that. And he walked out to the spot where he saw that thing the first time. He said, there's nothing there. But there was a circle of rocks. He said, I don't even know where those rocks were from. Because they weren't like rocks that you see just anywhere just those typical outside rocks. And he said, and they weren't river rock. They were polished. He's like, I don't know what kind they were, but they were just polished rocks. And so he just raked them and scattered them because they were in a circle. He said, uh, I don't know about the whole circle thing. You know, that seems to be like some kind of conjuring or something like that, which, yeah, that is true. But who and why and what exactly was that thing? How did it get up onto his roof? 
And then they got into his attic, even though they don't, they didn't see anything. And those vent thingies had not been taken off those little fake windows up there. I'm sure you guys have seen houses like that. They got those little window looking things up on top of the roof. It's like in a little shape of like a little house. There might be two of them up there. And um, they're just like usually decoration. Well, his are actually lead into an attic, like he said. And he has vents. He's like, you, if you go up there, you can like look out those vents and see the street, stuff like that. And he can um, unscrew the vents and take them out. And then you just got this gaping hole there. Whatever this thing was, somehow, if it didn't go into the attic, it was able to manipulate something to make this squeaking sound and to make the sound of footsteps. That's what I think. There was some type of manipulation going on. Just, okay, that is creepy. I mean, I, um, I don't know, I don't know, man, but I know like the area where he lives, stuff like that. And um, in this situation, okay, there is a little bit more going on out there. But he is um, more the type to, he doesn't really um, get all excited and think anything. And now he's afraid to go outside in his yard and now this and that. He's not like that. So when he's talking and telling this story and he's very matter of fact and um especially when you live alone and he's an older gentleman and it's like are you okay there do you feel safe there and he's like oh yeah 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 he's like yeah so just a couple of things that I wanted to share with you guys today Yes, and this happened before the, before fall, before the first day of fall. Never going to run out of this kind of stuff, guys. And once again, I say this all the time, but um, getting closer to just October, we're going to um, hear more and more of this kind of thing closer we get, which is what, this coming weekend. So anyways, um, that's all I've got for today. I am going to try to be back on Friday. I Unless I get some me time, I'll be back before that, but it might not even be until, um, heck, might not even be until Sunday. So I'm going to try to get some me time and uh, come back and share some more stuff with you guys, okay? Because we're going to be getting like an overload of um, the stories of people sharing, you know, their encounters and their things that they have witnessed and uh, such and such. So I don't want to um, stay away too long and let these things just become so big. I don't have time to talk about everything in one day, all right? 
So I'm going to try for um, maybe Friday. Anyways, I want to thank all you for joining me. I really appreciate all of you guys. And you know, you can contact me at maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. And I love hearing from you guys. Anything you want to share? Anything you want to hear more about? Okay? I take requests. So you want to hear more about a certain thing? Just um, put it in there and uh, we'll get to it, okay? So we'll be walking and talking again real soon. Remember, just always look around. Look at the path you're on. See what's out there. Ciao.